I'm sure you don't mind if I'm a little blunt with you today. Because leaning into this channel is like leaning over Old Faithful with a geyser full of truth that hopefully doesn't blow your eyeballs right through the back of your skull. We're going to talk about things that really are the way the world really is. And the way that the world really is, let's just talk about America, though this does apply to other places as well. The way that the world really is today, my friends, is there are significant portions of the population that are genuinely insane. Insane. I'm not kidding. They have been separated from base empirical reality through the welfare state, through the military-industrial complex, through lobbying, through unemployment insurance, through uh, various kinds of disability insurance. They have been shielded from consequences, from reality, from truth, from empiricism, from feedback, from the need to negotiate, from the need to provide value. They have been lost to the interstellar depths of solipsistic self-reference. They do not have a connection with reality. And please understand, the mainstream media is the crazy nurse ratchet that keeps people separated from reality. Like, I peruse the mainstream media because it's kind of like my job. You know, like if you're an if you study diseases, you kind of have to be exposed to diseases or be around them. So, you know, I have to. So I get the view from the left, the view from the right, the view from the classical liberals, the view from the communists, the view from the socialists. I try to absorb and read it all. So if it wasn't for philosophy, I'd have like a flies eye disco sunbeam explosion fragmentation of consciousness that would result in, well, I guess the kind of mad ramblings that some people think I actually do. There is purpose behind all of this. So people have gone crazy. I mean, I was just reading 28% of young women in England are mentally ill. That's a, that's a lot. That's a lot. Significant proportions of middle-aged women in America are on antidepressants. There is a mental illness epidemic fueled by the state-driven separation from base empirical reality and the need to negotiate and the need to provide value in society. People are lost. They are crazy and they're dependent on the state for their resources and the mainstream media for their ideology. Nobody wants to think that they're crazy. But the fact that somebody as empirical uh, and rational and business-oriented and, I dare say, heavily influenced by objectivism, such as, I'm, such as a Donald Trump, has come into the White House, is causing people to have breakdowns. This Trump derangement syndrome, it's very real. It's ver and the mainstream media has set themselves up as this dopamine drip of delusion so that people can find a way to rail against the reality principle represented by Donald Trump. We've got your Blanche Dubois, and we've got your Stanley Kowalskis. <laughs> Never the twain shall meet. I do sort of aim to bridge this gap. I critique all. I reason with all. But it's really, really important to understand. Now, crazy people in general, I mean, there are exceptions, Howard Hughes and so on, but crazy people in general, he wasn't crazy when he made his money, crazy people in general, don't accumulate a lot of social resources. They tend to be like, you know, poor Tom from King Lear. They tend to wander the back alleys and sleep on grates and, I guess, Blanche Dubois style rely upon the kindness of strangers. So crazy people don't generally tend to accumulate a lot of money and therefore don't have much economic influence in society. But when craziness is engendered and sustained by massive amounts, trillions of dollars of government wealth flowing from the hands of the sane into the hands of the insane, well, then you have a massive amount of economic energy, of economic potential, a massive market 
of insane people. Insane people, again, normally not a very big market. But when government money creates and sustains insanity, then crazy people have huge amounts of money to spend. You know, like unmarried moms in the past, not a lot of economic potential, not a lot of economic value. That's why they would end up having to go live with their parents in the basement and be unmarriable pretty much for the rest of their natural-born existence, which is why, <sighs> I don't know, clothes. How do you save the West? Well, it has to do with closing legs and closing borders. But anyway, now we have a huge amount of economic value in the hands of crazy people as a result of the welfare state and other government programs. And so there's a huge market of sustaining delusion. And that's where the mainstream media gets their money from. And you can see this. Just look at the stuff that's written about on the non-leftist media and then go to the leftist media. There's almost no crossover. You can see these maps. Some guy did a map for Twitter and connections and so on. And there's this huge separation between the left and the right. Now, the right, in general, they have objective values through Christianity. They're pro-free market. They uh, like to provide value of one form or another in the marketplace. So there is a connection to reality or to objectivity or at least to universal values through Christianity in the free market. Man on the left, holy crap. The pod has detached. They are out beyond the perimeter in the stars where there is no truth. And this is why you get this combination. It's very common among crazy people. Crazy people say there's no such thing as truth, but if you contradict them, they get insanely angry. Now, it's a completely insane position. If there's no such thing as truth, you know, there's no such thing as race, but we need racial quotas for universities. What? <laughs> There's no such thing as whites, uh, as race, but whites are race. You understand. There's no such thing as gender, but there is a gender pay gap. <laughs> anyway, so it is my job to bring as much reason and reality to all sides as humanly possible. So I just wanted this sort of backdrop so that you understand how this narrative is being driven and why it's being driven. There are crazy people who hate Trump because he stands between, in their minds and maybe even in reality, he stands between them and the free stuff that government has been giving them, sometimes for generations, sometimes for generations. And in a recession, don't ever F with another man's income, as the old line from Risky Business goes. And when people have adapted to the steady dopamine and fiat currency drip of state power, when you stand between them and the source of their income and what they believe to be the only thing that sustains them as organisms, well, they are cornered rats of mad predation and they will attack and lash out. And crazy people will pay good money for delusions to be maintained. And that's the business model of the mainstream media. So with that having been said, now we can look at the context of the Mueller investigation. So let's look at the latest. So the Mueller investigation is designed to provide a kind of soft coup. And it does it in two fundamental ways. One, of course, it hopes to whip popular hysteria to the point where there is uh, some sort of impeachment process, some sort of removal of office for Trump. And if you look at the kind of people who've been exposed since Trump got into office, a lot of sexual predation, there have been massive upticks in arrests of pedophiles and, and sexual molestation rings and pedophile rings and so on. So it's not that shocking that a lot of these really dark souls are hostile towards the Trump uh, presidency. And I think we've only really scratched the surface of the unholy hellscape known as predation uh, of both adults and children in America and in other places as well. So there is, of course, the hope. Uh, this is what happens is you keep grinding away the presidency and the presidential staff to the point where um, you either paralyze 
the president or maybe you find something, I don't know, like you keep looking long enough and then you can use this to remove him from office and install somebody. I guess in some ways the deep state probably prefer Pence to, to a large degree. He's certainly more controllable. And they don't have anything on Trump. Like if they had something on Trump, they would manipulate and control him behind the scenes. Like if they really had something, there would never be an investigation because they would control him through blackmail behind the scenes, as I think has happened with vast numbers of other congressmen. I mean, there are apparently in the wings, this is still rumor, but I'll mention it anyway. I happen to believe that it's going to come to fruition. 30 to 50 congressmen and maybe congresswomen who are going to be outed as um, people whose... uh, sexual habits are, or other habits of harassment are, well, really bad. And uh, I guess Chris Matthews, right? they just, we just found out that uh, his um, network at the time in 1999 settled a sexual harassment lawsuit. And uh, the woman then went away. She now so works in the media elsewhere. But um, so there is this hope that they can get Trump out of office before this continuing Me Too stuff uh, takes down uh, vast rings. If they had something on him, they'd be blackmailing him already. Like the people who know about these settlements from the congressman for sexual harassment and other forms of harassment, they're controlling the congressman. They don't need to have an investigation. They don't want an investigation. See, if there's an investigation, and in, in if all of this stuff gets exposed, like the congressmen are exposed, maybe they quit or, or whatever, but then they're no longer under the control of the blackmailers. So you don't. So the reason they want an investigation is because they've got nothing by which they can control Trump and make him do their bidding. So they want to do it directly for impeachment purposes, and they also want to do it indirectly, so that nobody wants to come and work for Trump because being swept up in this hysterical witch hunt of a Salem-style Russia fantasy, Russian bears crawling up my leg uh, fantasy. If they get swept up in this, and a lot of his staff would, then. They end up uh, with the stress of being investigated. They end up maybe making uh, a mistake or being cornered like Flynn. Or they just spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on incredibly high-priced lawyers defending themselves against these endless witch hunts. And what that means is that people quit or they don't want to work for Trump. And so it's a way of bleeding the talent out of his administration and paralyzing him that way. So this is my particular perspective uh, on it. And uh, it's, again, just another part of the projection of the left, right? I mean, that Hillary Clinton said, well, we've, you've, got to, you've got to respect the result of the election. I, do, you, do you promise Donald Trump to respect the results of the election? And of course, that's when she expected to win. Now that Trump won, they don't respect the election. And the amount of corruption, I think, that's going on in the FBI is almost beyond imagination at the moment. And you have people, of course, saying, I'm going to take to the streets if Mueller gets fired. But if after a year, and Lord knows how many millions or tens of millions of dollars of taxpayer money, you don't really have anything, at what point is it just a partisan witch hunt? Well, I think we passed that a long time ago. So let's look at what's happened recently. December 12th, 2016, the Department of Justice turned over about 375 text messages to Congress. And this is ahead of Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein's committee appearance the following day. So these text messages were uncovered during a Justice Department Inspector General investigation into whether political influence affected Department of Justice decisions during the campaign. So the texts detailed alarming bias and involved FBI agent Lisa Page and Peter Strzok. And 
These two, oh, sorry, Peter Strzok led the Hillary Clinton email investigation. Uh, he interviewed Clinton aides Uma Abedin, Cheryl Mills, and Hillary Clinton herself. Abedin and Mills were not charged for saying they did not know about Clinton's private email server until 2013, despite the fact that WikiLeaks, WikiLeaks emails have disproven their claims, right? So if you are, say, Flynn, and you are perceived to have lied to the FBI, you're toast. You're toast. But if you're these two, uh, if you are uh, Cheryl Mills and Numa Aberdeen, well, you can be shown objectively to have lied about the central aspect of the investigation. Pfft, nothing happens. And this is, it's not just necessarily that the left is nasty. It's just that because the left gets such a free pass from the justice uh, of America, the justice system in America, not to mention the media, it's just that they attract more people who want to do wrong, right? Of course, because you don't want to get out of jail free card unless you're going to do something that might end up with you getting in jail. Now, this guy Strzok was responsible for changing James Comey's statement verbiage from grossly, grossly negligent to extremely careless, because federal law carries penalties for gross negligence in the handling of classified material. And so the fact that this was changed by this guy is very important. And of course, if, as it seems to be the case, he has a very strong anti-Trump and pro-Hillary bias, then he should have recused himself, of course, from the entire investigation. And the entire investigation should be reopened because he didn't recuse himself. If you have a burning hatred for Trump and a passionate, fetishistic, uh, SNL, tattoo-style lust for Hillary Clinton, then, of course, you can't be objective when investigating Hillary Clinton, and you should recuse yourself. And the fact that this either didn't turn up, and and he, this was an affair. Now, call me crazy, but to me, if you are in law enforcement and you're having an affair, particularly if the FBI investigating all this sensitive stuff, if you have if you're having an affair, then you have a secret, right? Now, if you have a secret, then you can be blackmailed. So I don't know how you can have your job and an affair. At the same time, but please feel free to school me if I've gone astray in all of that. So this uh, Strzok fellow, yeah, he changed. Uh, he changed the statement from grossly, grossly negligent to extremely careless because gross negligence is very specific in terms of uh, penalties. He also later helped launch the Trump-Russia collusion investigation and he interviewed former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn leading to his eventual guilty plea for lying to the FBI under dubious circumstances. So these two, right, these two um, were romantically involved in this extramarital affair, right? So again, that is very, very significant. This is these uh, FBI agent Lisa Page and Peter Strzok, right? They are involved in an extramarital affair, and they texted each other reactions to news during the campaign and called Trump an idiot as early as mid 2015. So March 2016, Lisa Page, FBI agent, texted, also, did you hear Trump make a comment about the size of his dick earlier? This man cannot be president. Oh, my God. How can you be objective in an investigation into Hillary Clinton? I mean, if Hillary Clinton had been charged with this uh, mishandling of classified information, then Trump would have been handed the presidency. So if you have someone who says this man cannot be president, can they be objective? March 2016, Peter Strzok texted, God, 
Hillary should will should win 100 billion or 100 million, just a massive, massive number. July 2016, Lisa Page texted that she was worried that, quote, anarchist Assange, end quote, would undercut Clinton's campaign. Ooh, hmm. FBI investigation might have had just a slightly more chance of undercutting Hillary's campaign. Plus, I love this language. I was just going to tell you, it's amazing to me. Hillary Clinton's campaign might be undercut by people finding out the truth about Hillary Clinton and the DNC. I don't think that's Assange's fault. I turned the light on and caught you stealing. <laughs> it's the light's fault. Put the light, bu- put the light bulb in jail. August 6, 2016, Lisa Page to Peter Strzok texted, Maybe you're meant to stay where you are because you're meant to protect the country from that menace. Meaning Donald Trump. Peter Strzok responded, I can protect our country at many levels. Huh! Isn't that interesting? I can protect our country at many levels. This guy who's running the, uh, or central to the Hillary Clinton email investigation for mishandling of classified documents says, I can protect our country at many levels. Kind of seems like a confession to me. Also, by the by, if you don't mind me saying so, are you people stupid? I mean, immoral, compromised, perhaps evil, I get all of that. But you're texting. You're texting. Just texting. Well, it's impossible for anyone to ever read any of this stuff, say, by turning on my phone. <sighs> and, and how much confidence did these people have? How much confidence that they have that Hillary was going to be elected? Well, this guy, Strzok, had a significant amount of confidence because he was kind of in charge of a lot that was going on. August 15, 2016, Strzok to Lisa Page texted, I want to believe the path you threw out for consideration in Andy. This is believed to be FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe office that there's no way he, Trump, gets elected. But I'm afraid we can't take that risk. It's like an insurance policy in the unlikely event you die before you're 40. Huh. Interesting. So let's go over that again. It's very, very interesting. Strzok texts to his affair partner, Lisa Page, I want to believe the path you threw out for consideration in Andy's office, that there's no way he gets elected. So she suggested some way, some path, some manipulation. We don't know what. Please get him under oath. Get him, right? She threw out some way, if this is the FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe's office, if it's someone else, they're still FBI, right? So the FBI agents are texting each other saying, don't worry, I I really believe in the way that you put forward that that we can prevent or there's no way that Trump gets elected, Right? You threw out the path you threw out for consideration in Andy's office. Well, that's not like, well, you know, if he doesn't get the Rust Belt vote, this is people taking control of an election, in my view. So he says, well, this path you threw out, there's no way you can get, we can't take that risk. It's like an insurance policy in the unlikely event you die before you're 40. What insurance policy is he talking about? I believe we might be getting just a little bit closer to interference in the U.S. election, and I don't believe a Russian bear is involved. Now, after the election, Page texted, and I quote, bought all the president's men, figure I needed to brush up on Watergate. Right, so I think all the president's men was the book by um, 
Woodward and Bernstein about uh, their investigation into Richard Nixon. Now, of course, Richard Nixon was targeted and attacked for you know, pretty minor stuff relative to all of the other stuff American presidents had done. He was targeted because he, along with Joseph McCarthy, uh, exposed and brought to wriggling light all of the communist infestation into um, Hollywood in the 1940s and 1950s. So he was targeted and removed. So after the election, Page text, texted, bought all the president's men, figured I, figure I needed to brush up on Watergate. Huh. So why after the election with an FBI agent say that she needs to figure out how to get a president removed from office? Hmm. Now, special counsel Robert Mueller removed Strzok from the Russia probe immediately after learning about the text in late July. Page had already ended her assignment on the probe by that time. House Judiciary Committee senior member Representative Jim Jordan, a Republican from Ohio, said, quote, It's time for subpoenas from our committee, not just from the Intelligence Committee, but from our committee. Subpoenas for documents that we rightfully should have an ability to see. We think all those individuals should be brought in for depositions and be under oath in front of the committee at some point in the very near future. That same guy, Peter Strzok, is now saying we need to take some action because we can't risk Donald Trump as the next president. So this, to me, shows intent to take action to do more than just correspond back and forth with some colleague about how you don't like Donald Trump. Deputy FBI Director Andrew McCabe, FBI Senior Official Peter Strzok and Senior Justice Department Official Bruce Ower and his wife Nellie Ower were specifically mentioned regarding subpoenas. Former Associate Deputy Attorney General Bruce Orr was demoted at the Justice Department for having undisclosed meetings with Christopher Steele and officials from Fusion GPS, where his wife Nellie Orr previously worked specifically on Donald Trump-related issues. And I've got a whole thing about, you know, the Russian dossier, Christopher Steele and Fusion GPS uh, on this channel. We'll put a link to it below. House Judiciary Committee senior member Representative Jim Jordan, Republican from Ohio, said, These are top people. And this text from Strzok is in reference to a meeting he's having in Andy McCabe's office and Lisa Page. Andrew McCabe and Peter Strzok are there. Who knows? Who else is in that room? Is Comey in that room? Who else is in the room when they're having this discussion? Jordan has also pressed to get answers that he had on two questions without luck. Did the FBI pay Golden Shower's dossier author Christopher Steele and did it use what he wrote to get surveillance warrants on Trump campaign members? It's a very, very important question. If the FBI paid what essentially seems like the manufacturer of this dossier on Trump activities, and then used that in order to get surveillance warrants, well, that's not right. <laughs> that That's not right. I mean, that would be like offering to pay off people's mortgage if they made decades-old sexual misconduct allegations against somebody running in in Alabama. I mean, that would just be horrendous. Representative Matt Gitz, Republican from Florida, said, if the American people find out that their taxpayer money was used to go and create a dossier to discredit the president, there are going to be very serious consequences for the FBI and the Department of Justice. But everything is pointing in that direction. So here now we are getting to the core of the matter, to the heart of the deep state, to the out-of-control FBI and I think other agencies as well, that occurred before Obama, but which certainly I think seemed to flourish under Obama 
this is a pivotal moment in the history of the Republic. Either the rule of law returns, either these agencies can be tamed, either these rogue agencies and these rogue people can be brought back under the will of the electorate, or they can't. Now, if they can, there is hope for the Republic. If they can't, then the Republic is only missing one word in front of it, which is banana.